How can we stop finding fear in those extremes and instead find a settled air in those places where we can really dig in and ask ourselves, what can I find here? What can be learned here in this space? Something you hear our last year described as a lot is a dark time or a dark season. Getting to the end of all that was described as a new day or a new morning for us. It was a lot of our theme last year at Story, and there's a lot of truth to that since so many of us lost so much in 2020. But it's worth asking if our immediate impulse is to avoid, ignore, or rush through those dark times and get right to the morning is the healthiest way to deal with pain and hardship. Last year at Story, we asked that question, and one of our most talked about speakers, Brooke Shaden, had some really great thoughts to share. Brooke is a wonderful artist who uses her work to explore things like darkness, pain, death, and decay. She wants to find beauty in those things and hopefully help us have a better understanding of the dark and hard times in our own life. It's an experience she's walked through, and now she wants to help others do it too. Listen in on this portion of her talk last September at Story 2020. Here's Brooke. I have always seen beauty and pain as something that should be uh, wrapped up together, something that we shouldn't shy away from. And the reason why I see beauty and pain as being intrinsically combined is that I have always found my most connected moments of beauty in the darkest times in my life. And I wanna share with you a little bit of how that came to be over the course of my career. I started out seeing beauty in all of the wrong places. And one of the things that I noticed was that every time I was in a moment of pain, I came out of it with the best experience of beauty. One example of that is when I was 11 years old, I had to put my cat to sleep. And I didn't know it was happening until I got to the vet. We got there and I held my cat and they said, say your goodbyes and then we'll put her to sleep after you leave. And I said, no, it has to be while I'm here holding her. And I felt her body go limp in my arms and I knew that she was gone and I choked back tears. And at the same time, I thought it was the most beautiful thing that I had ever witnessed. And I didn't know how to process that as an 11 year old girl. So a couple of years later, my grandmother died and she was my best friend in the whole world. And when she died, I felt immense loss, but also like I've never been more connected to the world and to the earth and to other people than in that moment. And what I noticed over the course of time was that as I moved through periods of darkness in my life, I was expected, as it is in my culture, to shut up and to shut down and to just wait until that period of time is over, which is possibly how you have experienced death and grief and darkness in your life, to be quiet, to be solemn, to respect the situation and to not speak about it. But my instinct was to do exactly the opposite. So I found myself in periods of darkness where I wanted to get loud and to turn on and to create and to not wait, but to show up for those feelings that I was experiencing. I found that in these moments of darkness, 
I wanted more and more to give permission to other people to experience whatever they were feeling at that time. And this came for me in many different moments that I had to internalize as either a strength or a weakness. And some of those moments in my life have come in expected ways and unexpected ways, as grief always does. Now, I'd really encourage you to head over to brookshaden.com, B-R-O-O-K-E-S-H-A-D-E-N.com, brookshaden.com, to see exactly how Brooke handles all this, because you've really never seen art quite like it. It's beautiful and dark and inspiring, and sometimes even a little upsetting, all in one big mixture. And it illustrates her point very clearly. The rest of her talk will make a lot more sense to you if you browse through some of her work and educate yourself on her vibe. Decay and death and and all of these things that we're taught are disgusting or gross don't have to be that way. And I want to find a way to get closer to those things so that I can truly understand what it means to be alive. Because I believe that we only understand our true potential in this life by understanding death and by understanding darkness. So what if we stopped seeing pain as a bad thing? What if we could make pain less synonymous with the word bad and more synonymous with the word breakthrough or searching or life? Because life is pain, but the way that we navigate through darkness can be changed and can be enhanced so that we can find our greatest selves through that journey. These are some of my early images that I wanted to share with you. And they are very literal explorations of death. I started photography about almost 12 years ago now. And all I knew was this vision of what I wanted to make. I didn't know why or how or anything surrounding photography whatsoever. So my reaction to photography was to say, well, I love death. I'm just going to make death things. And I started to. I started to just play dead in all these different places, in a, a bathtub, at a beach, on an ironing board, and even more places. I'm, I'm, I love trying to stuff myself in really tiny spaces, so it's like a whole thing. You, you got to try it one day. But I've stuffed myself in a dryer and in a freezer, in a refrigerator, in a cabinet. I mean, it's just, it's very fun. But anyway, I digress. My point is that I love just playing dead, and so I had to stop and say, why do I love that? Like, that's a weird thing to enjoy or to find beauty in. And people online started saying, this is just for shock value. There's no reason behind this. But I can say with confidence that if you are drawn to something, there is a reason behind it. And it is up to us as artists to figure out what that reason is. Why was I so compelled toward death and darkness? Well, for me, it's because I found myself there. In those moments in my life thus far, of darkness and grief and pain, I found the most provoking and substantial lifeline to myself. So there has to be something there that is worth pursuing. But 
the truth is that we are so afraid of living fully in pain or fully in beauty. Anything that's polarizing, we tend to be really afraid of. And I want to dismantle that. How can we stop finding fear in those extremes and instead find a settled air in those places where we can really dig in and ask ourselves, what can I find here? What can be learned here in this space? What Brooke's talking about here sounds a little scary, maybe even controversial. But our point is that so much of our life is spent in darkness, decay, and pain. How sure are we that we really understand those parts of life? What if we could familiarize ourselves with that part of the human experience and, by doing that, emerge from these times stronger and healthier instead of just surviving them? It's clear that her art has helped her do that. Maybe it can help you, too. Instead of immediately searching for the light, why don't we just exist in the dark a little bit? It's always this feeling of, I have to find the light. I'm in the dark, I have to find the light. Or someone that you know is grieving, how can I help them find the light? How can I help them get out of this? But instead, what if we started asking people, instead of how can I find the light, what are you discovering in the darkness? What is there in the darkness that we can discover together? And that's why I've started to practice communal grieving and sharing my grief with people online and in my family and with my friends, because the more we can be honest about our grief and our darkness, then perhaps we can find the light within that, not without it. Your life is of course a story, it has to be. And it's a story in the way that we live, the way that we accept our passion, the way that we give that to others. And I don't know about you, but I believe that the best way that we can give that story of our lives to other people is to say, I exist both in the pain and in the beauty. I know what it's like to fully delve into both of those things. And now I'm prepared to give that to you, the story of my life. A lot of times it's very difficult to see your life as being beautiful if it's very frequently painful and vice versa. But there is pain in beauty and there is beauty in pain. There has to be. Because if there isn't, you can't understand one without the other, just like light and dark. I will leave you with this because it is perhaps the most fundamental idea that I live my life by, which is that in the darkness, shadows become obsolete. There is no way for a shadow to exist in the darkness. So then that leaves the fact that if you can't let your shadows follow you in the darkness, then there is no fear in this place where you discover yourself. It's just you. And when we get past that intrinsic fear of knowing ourselves deeply in the darkness or in the light, in the beauty or in the pain, we stand a much greater chance of living a fulfilling life. Again, I really recommend you check out Brooke's website where you can see more of her art and process some of her ideas or follow her on Instagram or both. She's an amazing human being. And if you're in a dark place yourself or when you come to one, because we all do, then I hope her work can be a reminder for you to take those times 
seriously and make the most of them. One of the ways to learn how to do that is to keep learning from artists, creators, and storytellers like Brooke. We have an absolutely incredible lineup in place this year for Story 2021. And if you haven't checked out the website yet, what are you waiting for? Head over to story2021.com. And while you're there, grab a ticket. Less than 200 in-person tickets remain, and the price for online tickets goes up by $100 really soon. So don't wait. Again, that's story2021.com. I am Harris III. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.